Well, last time uh, my guests joined me was when uh, E.G. was releasing her first novel, and now she's got a second novel, a follow-up, and her mom, Jennifer, getting into the game as well. It is Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. And joining me in studio is authors E.G. Keith and Jennifer J. Keith. Thanks for taking time with us this morning. Congratulations. You both are releasing separate books. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So uh, I guess let's start with E.G. Um, you've been around the world with your novel, Havoc. For people who uh, didn't hear that interview uh, a couple of months ago when you released this first book, uh, what's it about and uh, how far have you gone around the world with it? Good morning. Um, so Havoc is about five magical teenagers who go on a quest to save their prince with a 10-day deadline. Um, I went all across the world, so to Europe and Italy and France, all in there, and um, books were carried by my mom to Australia. And so they were there. Don't know if they still are because we <laughs> left them there for free. Um, and then all around the United States too, um, more Eastern though, so Massachusetts and New York and Pennsylvania and all of that. So now you've got the sequel to Havoc and the title is Serenity. Yes. Uh, tell us about that. Serenity is the sequel to Havoc about the same teenagers who now have an even more deadly quest with a more terrifying opponent. So I don't want you to give away too much. Of course, we want people to get out there and uh, pick up the book, Serenity, but uh, obviously you have to uh, brush up on the first novel that came out uh, from E.G., uh, and that is Havoc. Uh, E.G., remind people, how old are you? I just turned 12 this past year in June. What are your peers doing? What Are they, are they writing novels? They're playing basketball. <laughs> I can't do that, so... So, uh, again, uh, two novels by a uh, 12-year-old, which is uh, pretty remarkable. Glad they're able to, to join us. Uh, Jennifer, you are the mother of a young author. Uh, what's that like? And uh, uh, how have you uh, fostered a 12-year-old to be able to, to write two novels? Well, her father is a, a, an amazing writer as well, and um, I've been an English teacher for 20 years. So when she started writing chapters, I just thought, I want more. I want the second chapter. She would give me 40 or 50 first chapters, and I just said, keep going. I want more. Um, and, and I've had talented writers before in 20 years of high school teaching, but really I thought, ooh, this, there's something here. So I really wanted, because I'm biased, I like her. Um, so I wanted <laughs> to have other people verify that. And they, and they did, and they said she's quite talented, and so let's keep going. So she worked with John Jameson, a, a local author himself, and, and really fostered her in trying to make sure that she could – get the right, you know, but really she had, she loves grammar. <laughs> she loves the Oxford comma. She loves all of that stuff. It's always, it's ingrained in her. And she just really just kept writing. I was really proud of her. And then when she finished uh, October of 21, she just called me. I was on a work trip and she just called and she said, I did it. I wrote the end. And it was 300 and some pages. And then the sequel is 400 pages. And she wrote that in wow. four and a half months. She's wow. just, she was on fire. So I think the characters have kind of, let her be a little bit. So she's kind of taken a break and just getting them both to publication has been 
a neat a neat journey for sure. Oh, I'm, yeah, life lessons all around, oh, no yeah. question. And Jennifer, you've got a new book out. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But E.G., uh, talk about the inspiration here. Uh, what uh, what made you want to write a a, a novel, uh, a fantasy novel at that? Um, well, there's a lot of people who say write what you want to read, and I've always wanted to be a writer. I've been writing since I was seven years old, and I discovered what Google Docs was, so that was like mind blowing. <laughs> and so, which, by the way, I, I, myself, I'm a writer in the news world. I, I fear Google. All right, uh-huh. Google's very scary. The technology they have, mm-hmm. and how they record basically everything. But darn it, Google Docs is a godsend. It's a <laughs> so yeah, but uh, you're using Google Docs, you're learning to write, and you're just putting it out there. Does it just flow? Does it just come out? How how does how does it go about uh, with the process? If I plan things, it doesn't really work. If I plan, I feel like I'm restricted to what I've planned, so I don't plan anything, which kind of makes me regret that whenever I get to editing and I have to (laughs) cut out all the parts that are useless. And so, but it works really well, obviously. And, um, well, you've gotten two novels out of it in the span of a couple of years here. Yeah. So I, I don't plan, but it turns out to work anyway. <laughs> Jennifer, let's talk about your book. While your daughter uh, has taken the path of uh, writing fiction, you're taking a different approach with the book that you are putting out. Yeah, so Fixing the Funny Bone is um, a lo- it's part memoir, and so it's got a lot of stories in it. But as a high school teacher, I've always just used my stories to kind of be lessons, life lessons, or connect with material I was teaching. And I kind of uh, connected with the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor, and I'm now their president, and really studied humor. It's been something I've always drawn on as my superpower and how to survive and cope and and those kinds of things. And I thought maybe my stories... would be something that could help others other than just the teenagers I had in class. Well, give us an example of that. Um, you know, the, the obviously when when you pick up a nonfiction, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes it's uh, self help, sometimes it's you know how tos. Uh, so so talk a bit about some of the examples that you have in fixing the funny bone. Sure. Um, so I was actually living in New York City during 9/11. Oh wow! And was planning on being there that morning. Um, and at the World Trade Center, correct. Oh my gosh! I was oh, working whew. on being a photographer, and I thought, oh, I'll go to the World Trade Center that morning and take pictures of the Empire State Building. I was building my photo- uh, my photography portfolio, and so I was planning on being there that morning. And I got on the subway to get into the city, and didn't have my camera, and thought, well, how can I do? I was so angry. Went back into the house to get it, and you know, the world changed. Um, so it was kind of one of those things where I lived in a, in a state of mourning for a really long time. And I was a nanny in New York City at that time. I didn't have my family around me. Um, my sister had passed in a car accident a couple of months before. And it was definitely a really dark space. And I thought, how do I work through this? And so part of it was just what I talk about in the book, which is the grit method. I You have to grieve. Whatever the loss is, and in my case it was... Sometimes it was death of a person, but even the things that like losing a job or changing jobs or having friends move across the country or or divorce or all of those things that we don't necessarily have a funeral for. We need to start grieving those and being okay with grieving that and then going through the process of, 
is there something funny that happened around that time? Those things, those traumatic things may never be funny, and that's okay, but if, is there something around it that can kind of bring some light and some joy? So, for example, when my husband proposed, um, he went down on one knee, and it was a beautiful moment, and he split his pants. <laughs> and so if you know him. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Is that in the book? It is. It oh, is. Right. It is. <laughs> oh, no. So, but, you know, it's we have laughed for 19 years, probably me more than him. But, <laughs> but you know, it was that, okay, this I, is— By the way, I can't wait to see Ryan again. I know. I see him at the state house. It's in the book and it's in my TED talk. So poor, poor guy. He's but he has lived this story for 19 years and and he he did give me permission to use it. He promises he's not going to sue me. Um, but yes, and so it was that. Okay, we're going to be okay because yeah. there's funny parts. And even though I wanted the soap opera or the romantic comedy sure. moment, um, this was even better because it was real life. And it's just there's something funny in it. So. Yeah, and and again, uh, the book "Fixing the Funny Bone," uh, both your book and E.G. your book uh, are out now. Yes. Yes. Where yes. can people get them? Amazon, Barnes and Noble, our websites. Yeah, websites. So, uh, fixingthefunnybone.com uh, and egkeith.com, two yeah. websites where you can get more details about the books. Uh, of course, Fixing the Funny Bone is a uh, kind of self help book of sorts, nonfiction, mm-hmm. uh, while uh, EG is writing uh, fantasy novels, two out right now and 12 years old, which is just remarkable. Uh, lastly, here, uh, the, the process. Uh, E.G., we heard a little bit about uh, your process. Um, do you guys write together, or is it uh, you kind of uh, go your own ways and and uh, you know uh, compile stuff that way? Maybe someday, but definitely right now, uh, we do not see eye to eye on our genre or our style <laughs> or, or the Oxford comma or the Oxford comma. <laughs> but I can uh, see someday. E.G., do you uh, do two spaces after each sentence? No. No. Okay, well, that's good. There's there's a combination then. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, both of you, uh, incredible stuff, and uh, so cool to hear the stories here. Uh, And uh, the remarkable work, a 12-year-old putting out two novels, her mom now putting out uh, uh, their own book, and uh, you can find more details at fixingthefunnybone.com and egkeith.com. Jennifer, EG, thank you both for taking time with us today. Thanks, Thanks, Greg. It is Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMA.